Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, Hello. I, <laughs> I am back here with Maurice. We're not going to do video tonight only because I'm in the process of moving states and all my stuff's packed away. So and we'll talk about that. Oh, you can't see me right now, but I'm dancing, baby. <laughs> He <laughs> really was, and I was. I haven't very, heard that theme song in a hot minute. I was going crazy over here. He had glow sticks and yeah, <laughs> sucking on a, a lollipop. I don't even know. We're what's gonna let going you on. guys use your imagination. Yeah, you ladies and gentlemen, to use your imagination tonight. He might have been dancing with an orb in his hands. We don't know. Okay, I, I might be shirtless. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So before we get started again. We've been off for about a month and a half. There's a few different factors that we'll get into here in a second. Um, but I want to say I appreciate everybody reaching out and just asking what's going on. And some people were concerned. There's no reason to, for concern. And uh, the show will go on. We are just in kind of like a transitional process with our personal lives and moving and work things and all sorts of stuff. So, And as well as being... <laughs> burnt out you know we just made that documentary which took a few years and uh, on top of doing the podcast and working and families and all that kind of stuff so yeah you ever heard that 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 queen song the show must go on all right bro um (laughs) so you like it boy um so I want to plug first um, our documentary, As Within, So Without, from UFOs to DMT. Uh, We'll still be premiering at the Roswell Film Festival, which will happen um, June 30th to July 2nd, that weekend. And here, let me pull up the information. Let's see here. Um, So, yeah, it's called the... uh, the Roswell Daily Record presents the Roswell incident, um, and they've got different events. You know, tons of great speakers. If you like all the UFO stuff, they've got lots of great speakers. Um, they've got a UFO Skywatch uh, with Ben Hansen, a uh, Skystream live tour, um, and uh, yeah. So there's this movie theater. It's called Allen uh, Theaters um, Galaxy Eight, and our uh, documentary is going to be premiering there i guess it's not the world premiere it's already been premiered and we won that award at the uh the ufo expo um yeah but that was the director's cut and we're gonna get into what's going on we're doing a new edit and everything and we'll touch base on that in a minute here right so um but yeah so that's happening so shout out to toby um and he's kind of headlining or he's heading up that event and i will be speaking at that as well virtually um so yeah check that out uh you can buy tickets and stuff like that um and uh can you watch it virtually or what's up Uh, with that that's an that's so i'll post a link at the bottom so people can go check out the website but yeah it's at the roswell convention and civic center Uh, that's june 30th to july 2nd 
and the film festival aspect of it will be at that uh, movie theater, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, so check that out. Um, and if you're interested, I do want um, everybody. So, like, we are going to release, as Maurice mentioned, um, we were trying to figure out dis- distribution, maybe trying to get it on a main thing. I just don't have uh, the time, or, nor energy, nor, um, you know, nor do we, I don't even know if we have the connections for that kind of a thing. Um, what, do so you, what do you mean? Just to get it on like a big platform, you know, oh. like we were trying to well, do. It's, it starts with uh, just putting it out there and hopefully someone will want to distribute it. That's the first step. So you got to be kind of aware of, that's what's kind of been restricting us from just putting it on YouTube. The, the finished version is because we're trying to get into some of these film festivals and stuff like that. And that's going to, they want the exclusive rights for distribution. So um, we're going to play it at this festival coming up here at the end of the month. And then after that, we're just going to kind of put it on YouTube and release it ourselves unless something else kind of, you know, develops from the festival or whatever. I think that's kind of our, our uh, plan of attack. Correct. Right. So yeah, if something comes up, cool. We'll figure that out. If not after it airs at the, um film festival what i will do is we will upload a um again the director's cuts the director's cut it'll be a little bit longer it's still available on our patreon you can go check it out right now for 777 uh but yeah this other version will be a lot more edited a lot more um finished and refined but it might not have some of those extra nuggets though either so again if you're interested and you want to watch it right now go check that out on our patreon um, we appreciate it. And everybody that has purchased it and watched it and supported it so far, we really, really appreciate all your love and support. Um, yeah. And just people that have reached out, uh, Trent, you know, Sandy, just all the usual suspects over the last couple months. Thank you, everybody. Um, we love everybody and all of our top escapees and everything. Um, and yeah, uh, so that's pretty much that if you want to support mind escape the best way to do it is just to go to our link tree and we have all of our links on there from youtube to patreon to merch to all that kind of stuff so go check that out um and in terms of this episode i thought we we would kind of weave the idea of balance and creativity uh into the mix so Okay, um, so the multiple for me, and we can get to Maurice after, and I'll let you speak on your own behalf. But for me, the reason why um, we were such a well-oiled machine for so long, and um, did so many episodes and had so many guests, was just you know out of sheer um, will and just getting it done and getting it to it. But uh, again, given life and family and work and all sorts of stuff stuff comes up sometimes so um again for me i took on more responsibilities at work i had less free time uh my son's getting a little bit older i just you know want to spend more time with him um and then on top of all of that um which is kind of more pertinent to this whole podcast and the philosophy aspect of it is um, I'm no longer going to support certain people in these fringe communities out of integrity um, and what we've built and where we're going, um, you know, and just Watch different. Out. 
<laughs> just different an anecdotal stories, personal interactions, uh, things like that. So like anybody that's a friend of the show, anybody that's in our documentary, anybody we've had on a ton of times or whatever, don't worry. They're still friends of the show. All, all good on that part. This pertains more to people we've never had on the show that we speak highly of on a regular basis. So you can go try and figure that out. Uh, if you want, but yeah, <laughs> a little, those, it's a little trivia game here for you. Leave your uh, comments below if you think you can figure that out. Um, so I just think that from doing my own research, reading a ton of books, cross-referencing things, looking at the academic, the fringe, everything in between, um, I can safely say that most of the people out there are just full of shit and they're just trying to sell stuff. So, um, and maybe they're not. Maybe they believe it, but maybe they haven't put in their own uh, time and research too. So that's a possibility. Um, but so the, these people that you call are—I I don't know if you want to refer to them as frauds or—it's um, not even like that. I just—I—I I think that um, you know sometimes people get older, and when they get older, they realize like, oh, what's my legacy? Or I got to make the last bit of money for this or that or. Um, maybe they have one last shot or whatever the, the case is. There's all sorts of different things. But I, I think what it comes down to um, is what we talk about all the time, which is the mind and different biases. And, um, you know, you'll hear a narrative where it's like, if it's not mainstream, then it's alternative. And the alternative people will be like, oh, see, you know, like we're doing our research out here. And, and that is true to some degree. I think some of the alternative communities do better research in some regard but obviously some dude looking at google is not going to know more than some dude in a lab you know like doing chemistry and biology like that's i think where we get lost with this stuff is like some of these people are delusional on what they actually know and, and the knowledge that they have like obviously we should all be able to speculate have fun figure things out but when it comes down to it um when people pretend like they do research and they don't and it's plain as day. Um, that's kind of just I, I I I've been feeling this way for a while. It's been trending this way. I just I went along with it to see you know if I could recapture maybe I'm missing something or um, I'm just being skeptical or whatever you know the contrarian. But I don't think that that's the case. I just think that I've read and and this is not to sound crass, but I've read so much, done so much cross referencing that. I can smell bullshit from a mile away and some of it's so obvious that I wish I would have known what I know now early on and I would have saved myself some time. So Yeah, but you can't look back in it with, with any regrets because you weren't the same person then and if That's we all true. could live in that in that regard, we'd all be rich because we knew all oh, we wouldn't have, you know, lost money on different investments or again, we just wouldn't have been made make those mistakes that make you who you are today. So I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about it. I just want to clarify. So the fact that you're kind of very deep within this community and some of the people that you might have had uh, you might have had high regard for are kind of letting you down, and because of that, it's it's a little bit unmotivating. Is that correct? I would say it's it's mo it's motivating actually. It's the opposite. It's motivating me to do more of my own research and speak more of my own mind and opinions on these things as opposed to defaulting to who I felt like maybe knows more things like that if that makes sense yeah you know and it's that's kind of the uh it happens in a lot of different aspects of life and it's 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 a part of growing 
because I've I've held a lot of artists uh, high up there and re, you know appreciate their work and stuff like that. And then it, you'll get to a point where you'll kind of look at your work and go, I don't want to say that I'm like surpassing some of these people, but you go, wow, I can be just as good as this or just as unique, I guess, because the word good really is in the eye of the beholder. Um, but you could be, I can be just as unique as these guys. And again, it's like, it's almost like you don't want to meet some of your, your idols sometimes because just the way you hold them to a high esteem kind of, kind of deal. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, there's not, like a mystery that surrounds them or whatever. And then you yeah, get to don't know meet your and, heroes or whatever. I was talking with uh, Leah, a friend of the show, and she was like, "Yeah, oh, never meet your heroes," kind of a thing. And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it depends of, though, because sometimes it could be amazing. You know what I mean? Sometimes right, it could right. be even better. Like I had a dream last night that I was uh, hanging out with Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, tell me about what you're what you're up to and stuff." And I'm like, "Oh, I were you making splash film. too?" No, I mean, it was weird. We were in a hotel. We were like, for some reason, I was like staying with these guys and we were like on like a, a getaway and the Spielberg was like asking me what I was into and because he knew I was a filmmaker. I was like, oh, I, I just make wedding films. And he was like, why you why do you say it like that? You shouldn't put yourself down. That's a big that's that's awesome. You know, so it's uh, again, I don't know what dreams really mean. Um, sometimes they're how you feel. Sometimes they're how you perceive to feel. So again, it's really about what you take away from the dream. Um, that's what it reveals the truth to you. So again, I'm still kind of, I haven't even really thought about it. I just, it just popped into my head now that we're talking about it. What does it mean? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I hold myself to less of a standard because I think that wedding films aren't as high caliber as a, a motion picture, you know, like a right. real movie or something like that, which that's total bullshit. Like, they, they, these are, I'm capturing amazing memories in people's lives and they'll watch those movies told for the rest of their lives. So in some way it's almost more powerful than just your run of the mill film. Right. Right. Yeah. And one more piece of all that too is, um, just watching my son learn and grow. He's already so smart. Um, the other day, mm -hmm. I mean, he knows purple, <laughs> But I was like, where's Violet? Just to see he like knew that it was like the same kind of a thing, just a different shade. So it's like shit like that. So it's like I feel a duty um, to him and to the truth and whatever to just stop being such a pussy about worrying about what people think. You know, there's a part of our documentary, and I we've talked about this, you know, Jack Napier in it. Um, if you don't know yeah, who Jack is. Yeah, I like Jack, that segment. Yeah, if you don't know who Jack is, he runs the Trip Whip channel on uh, YouTube, and uh, he's on Instagram too. And I think he just started doing a podcast. But um, we've had him. We'll on. have to start. We'll have to re re reach out to him and touch base with him. Yeah, in we'll the next have him months or so because I missed that guy. He's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll have him back on. Um, in in the documentary, he says something like he was shown in a trip that like we're not our authentic selves. We are always compromising. We're always worried about what somebody's going to say or think or do. We're worried, um, you know. We're always in our own minds, and it and to that degree, we alter who we are to suit the people around us or whoever's opinions we think we need to um, adhere to or 
you know, coalesce to whatever. So <clears throat> bottom line is I just feel like I haven't been my authentic self lately, just kind of going along with it to see what happens with some of these things. And I feel like I could just be waiting for the next 30, 40 year, 50 years. I mean, like, here's an example. And I wasn't even really talking about any UFO people or anything like that, but it's mm-hmm. like the UFO topic. It's been 80 years. Nobody knows shit. They had this guy come forward, uh, Grush, recently, who claims, you know, he was in the intel community and uh, claims that he knows that there's these craft retrievals and craft retrieval programs and all this stuff. Um, and now they're looking into it heavily. Um, I mentioned before, you know, you can go back and listen to what I said about it on the Invisible Night School or Leah's um, podcast. I was a guest on it last week. Um, I don't, I'm not out there like advocating one side or another. It's like I use that quote, you know, by Pericles, time is the wisest counselor. Because it's true, like time will tell. Um, Maybe that guy, I believe that that guy believes what he's saying. Whether there's any validity to it or not, I guess they'll have to look into it more and and see. And um, that's the other thing with all the uh, UFO stuff. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the, the Roswell UFO Symposium. Um, lots of different moving parts right now, so I'll keep everybody posted on that once I figure out what the deal is with that. Are we going to continue to do it? Is it too much for everybody? I don't know. Yeah, consistency is a son of a gun. That's for sure. And I will say, though, um, you know, I I love Toby and Shane, and it's not up to me. If it was up to me, I would be doing everything right now, so I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. Um... And, uh, but yeah, so I owe, um, I owe something to my son and that's to be honest with myself. And I've spent so much time and effort in this podcast and the mysteries and trying to figure out what's what that I think would be, you know, just shitty and a disservice to not, um, like I said, stop compromising on things and just let it flow and, um, stop, you know letting other people dominate and start putting myself out there more like that. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, I think, uh, I think it'll be, I think there's good things coming. So again, everything has led us to the point that we are at right now. And anyone that wants to fight that is going to have issues. So that's, 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 it's, 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 it's easy to have regret and remorse and worry of the future. But by the way, I'm open to being wrong. So, like, if any, like, um, if you have any, you know, for instance, like, you know, I've been skeptical of a physical Bigfoot. If you can show me evidence of a physical Bigfoot that will convince me, I'm down. You know, like, stuff like that. Like, I'm open-minded. If you can show me something or convince me, I'm just not going to take your word at it because I understand philosophy, philosophy of mind, epistemology, theory of knowledge. How do we know what we know? So if you're going to yeah. come at me with hearsay and telephone games and shit like that, get the fuck out of here because I'm not doing it. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of just where I'm at. And then like the whole balance thing, again, I was just worn out, you know, doing one to two podcasts a week for five years is a long, and then adding on a, a for a while another podcast and all sorts of stuff. It was just too much. Um so, but that's yeah, you got to take time for yourself. I get caught in that same trap because the lines blend for me. Some people like to do uh, 
puzzles and stuff to relax. I like to to edit my videos, but that's also my job. So I have to be aware of. I got to cut my work off because it feels like I'm just having fun. You know what I mean? Like some people play video games or whatever. I'll I'll just edit, and that's how I. I have fun at the same time, but then it's like, it's also work. So the lines of work and play get blurred. So my mind doesn't really understand. Am I doing this for relaxation? I guess it's more of a, the relaxing part would be if I'm working on like more of a passion project or something, but it's, it, it again, it gets blurred because I, my mind doesn't know the difference between work and pleasure at that point kind of thing. It's weird. Yeah, I hear you. If that makes any sense. I mean, again, yeah. I'm blessed that I have that problem, but I have to be aware of what I'm doing. It's you like manifested it, man. Stop I it. mean, yeah. you could be, you know, working for your dad or working for a different company or doing what you do for a big company. Or, you know what I'm saying? You could be doing anything, but you manifested. You're like, I want to be my own boss. I want to do what I want to do. Uh, and that's good. I think that, look... If you're doing what you're passionate about, I think that obviously, like you said, it's not like work, right? But um, no, but you'll get burnt out because exactly. you don't know the separation exactly. between work and play. That's the problem. Like this podcast has always been something extra. If it ever became my sole income, that would be amazing. I think it would be unbelievable. But I, I'm sure it would change in some regard. Um, well, that's it, when the addiction part becomes a real thing, because like. I love doing this every single day and I'm making money doing it. So I'm just never going to stop because I enjoy it and the money's flowing in. So what are you it's eating like, a peach over there? What's going <laughs> on? I know I'm trying not to cl- <laughs> clink and clank. No, it's a piece of ice, man. Uh, this guy's eating a juicy peach. Oh, these uh. are delicious. But you know, it's, it's a good problem to have. And again, I, I, I hate complaining about it, but I, I talked to my therapist about it. He's like, you just got to consciously, let yourself know that now, okay, now you're doing something for fun. But when I, when I work, it doesn't feel like that because everything I make, I try to make the best possible thing. And that's where the anxiety comes in. Like I'll go to bed and I'll be thinking about the project and be like, Oh man, I gotta, if I run into an issue, whenever I'm, whenever I'm editing these weddings, I always run into this, like a block that it's, it's hard to figure out how to like make it all connect. And I have to be okay with feeling that uncomfortability because it happens every single time. I don't know why I think it's not going to happen. It happens in every single one, but then I'll, I'll, I always figure it out. And then once I figure it out, everything seems to flow, but it's like, you have to feel comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's, I guess that's a good lesson in life in general. Yeah, I mean, for anybody with anxiety, putting yourself in an uncomfortable position, that's kind of what they do in therapy, you know, is exposing yourself to what worries you, and then after a while, it'll no longer, and as long as it's nothing, like, actually, like, dangerous, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, there's that. Um, I think the other thing, too, is, um, you know, we're talking about like uh, getting burnt out and stuff like that. I just, like I said, you do something long enough and, um, you know, it'll, it'll just come to the point where I've never not wanted to do the podcast and I still really want to do it. I just, like I said, there's things that come up that make it more difficult where it's like, okay, this thing kind of is 
um, its own entity at this point to some regard. You know, like for for instance, if we stopped doing it tomorrow completely, there would still be 280 episodes out there for somebody to listen to, right? Yeah, totally. So if, if you started listening to it from episode one, you would have a, a longer podcast than most people do podcasts. So, but... Um, yeah, the goal is to just keep it going and keep evolving it as we evolve. And, um, yeah, it's still, I'm still interested in mysteries. I'm still interested in the unknown and, uh, what happens when we die? Is there life out there? Is there life here on earth? Um, that's, uh, you know, non-human intelligence. Is there, um, is there intelligent humans? I'd like to know that at this point. <laughs> uh, I'd like to find out that. Um, but, you know, it's just um, I love doing this and I love these topics and I'll never stop talking about them and wondering about them. Um, I just think that we have to, again, keep evolving it as we evolve ourselves. Chase, let's see here. Chase asked a question and says, how do we know what we don't know? So when it comes to like epistemology and theory of knowledge, how do we know what we know? Or he's asking, how do we know what we don't know? Well, I mean, Socrates and Plato famously said, um, you know, I know nothing or I know that I know nothing, you know. So if you start from nothing, things become a lot clearer. If you start from a position of knowing everything, you're not going to learn everything. So... Um, or learn anything, I guess. Um, and, and to me, uh, the day I stopped learning would be like the death of knowledge and like the death of my curiosity and stuff like that. So I don't see that happening. And my goal is also always to create a, like a, an original philosophy and an original way of looking at things where, you know, I, I don't think it's a, again possible to be completely original just because that causal line is almost impossible to break um but i mean that's always been my goal is to try and uh, break it i've been doing some some experimenting and some interesting research that i will share in the future um that kind of has to do with that whole creative process and you know getting outside that box or whatever so um let's see here so maurice you will okay so here's the other thing i will be moving to michigan um the possibility of maurice and i being in the same room now going forward is highly likely at some point here um which it might be cool to do like a studio style podcast so we are working on possibly working on putting something like that together uh in the yeah, future we need to find someone that's going to do the sound effects and yeah you get Rob. We'll put a woman behind some glass. Yeah. Like Maurice uh, <laughs> sounds like he we'll does that news. regularly at his house. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to recreate a show that's really took a dump on, on uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to cancel my subscription, to be honest. Ooh, somebody's disgruntled with XM Radio. No, I like the I like the music. It's I don't know. We won't yeah, go we down know. there. We know. I don't know how far you want to go. You want to no, push the envelope no. here. We can do a whole separate episode. <laughs> you because you say certain things, man, it triggers the algorithm. Ooh, I don't think they, tickling I don't those think, ivories. 
No, it's um, just because I, I, I watch all these channels and they they have like code words for all the stuff that goes that will oh, trigger. Really? Yeah, I got you, you have to, or you'll you'll get censored. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Um, so yeah, going forward, focus on kind of you know I'm interested. Is is there some sort of objective truth that's like obtainable too, or do we all kind of have this? Um solipsistic version of reality that kind of funnels into this one bigger thing you know like i don't know these are the things that i've been thinking about lately that i'm just trying to um piece Mm. together but um and we'll still have guests on too i I still want to have people on that we've had on before your greg littles rick strassman randall carlson like all those type of people you know i don't have a I'm, you know, we'll be still doing the guest thing and new guests too. I actually, there's a lot of people that have reached out while we've been doing this break. Some interesting people that I think that would be good for the show and stuff like that. So, um, nice. constantly be having guests on, but I'm going to dial just anybody back. Like I'm not going to just have anybody on anymore, which I didn't necessarily do before, but I was kind of open to, you know, if somebody sent me an email or whatever. So, um, it's going to be more focused on the things that we really, really stick to. Um, and then we're going to continue some of the series because we never finished. Um, that's the other thing before we got kind of crazy busy. The mysteries and metaphysics we still have to, to finish. Uh, the What Was Soma series we have still have to finish. Greece, the Ancient Greece series. You know, like there's certain things that we just never got around to that I want to finish. Um, and stuff we never got to. But, yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of research and... Um, Going forward, the main focus will still be the mysteries. It'll be, you know, the metaphysics, the what happens after we die, if anything, uh, psychedelics and altered states of consciousness, um, non-human intelligence, things like that. So, yeah, that's cool, man. I, I don't think we should ever just give up because. It's always fun to just question the unknown. That's that's why we, why we started this in the first place. So as long as there's right. a thirst for knowledge, I think this thing will always exist. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's just, you know, the thing with all of these uh, communities, too, is they all have positive aspects to them, and then they all have disgruntled people fighting and causing drama and stuff like that too. So I'm going to be um, taking myself out of some of these online communities um, and um, just focusing more on the show when we do do get back up and running. And so that's the other thing is there's no specific date when we will be getting back up and running after I move, um, but so probably towards the end of July, early August will be our relaunch um, time. But that documentary will probably upload onto YouTube um, sometime um, early July, I would think. So. Yeah, again, we want to give us some room to see if there is any hopes of distribution. But at this point, we are our own distributors in a sense. Uh, so again, we appreciate everybody's, uh, contribution. It's up on our Patreon and look, we're not, uh, we're not buying Lexuses with these, with this money here. We're trying to actually fund a new project. So 
any donation and any uh, money we, we make from this is going directly towards something new. And we've learned a lot from this first documentary. We were kind of uh, restricted in a sense because we were kind of making it during, uh, during the craziness. And uh, we didn't have access to some of the, the, the same resources that we would have now. But again, it's all learning experience and, I, I'm fairly confident that we'll, this, the next one will be, well, I don't want to belittle our achievement in any way. I just think that we can do um, something different and take it to the next level, if you will. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I'm excited too. And I mean, I haven't lived in the same area as Maurice since that little run I had there on Opal with you. <laughs> um, yeah in our early twenties. So, um, yeah, it's been a while since we lived in the same area and I'm excited to, like I said, we can do a lot of in-person stuff, maybe podcasts together in person as well as new documentaries. I mean, we, we are going to be working on new projects. I have some ideas in mind. Uh, I won't divulge them yet. Um, for all you sharks out there stealing up our shit. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- that's just the whole um that's just the whole thing. We're going to be continuing to making documentaries. We'll continue to do the podcast. I just wanted to do an update. Like I said, most of my stuff's packed up. I'm getting ready to move, but uh, it's when been are you a while. Moving again? Moving in a few weeks. So, um the middle of July. Nice, exciting stuff. Yeah. Um and you know, the other th- aspect of this is too is um, I think I'll actually have more free time after we move given different structure and stuff like that. So we've been living in Chicago, um, you know, apartments and stuff like that, but now we're going to have our own house and stuff. So it'll be a little bit of a different setup, a little bit more space. So that's sweet. Um, that'll be nice and way yeah, cheaper. Yeah, it's always nice. To, <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper. You'll have, it's nicer to have your own freedom and yeah. not worrying about neighbors and things like that. Well, you'll well, have look, neighbors. But Chicago's not nice. Yeah, Chicago's nice, but I'm sick of living above and below people, no matter how big or small the place. It doesn't matter. It's just it's it's a weird vibe when you have a kid and he's stomping and running and you know. So. Yeah, I'm almost looking. I almost want to kind of get a condo. I'm I'm sick and tired of having to take care of my. <laughs> I just want to create, man. I don't want to wake right. up and have to mow the lawn. My girlfriend thinks it's hilarious because she's not used to uh, mowing lawns and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, I got to mow the lawn again. She's and she's like, again. I thought yeah. you just did that. I go, you have to do it every week. The yeah. grass just keeps growing. I'm going to be you hiring know? somebody to do that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you, bro. That's um, I uh it's I but again, it's like when you're a creative type, you want to do you want to get into a routine. That's why you see a lot of these people eating the same thing or wearing similar things. It's like it just it takes less off your mind. If I know every day I'm going to go to the gym, come back, have eggs, make my coffee and sit down at my computer or get ready to go out in the field. Like it just gets your brain that enough, a little extra space to be more creative. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Owning this yard is kind of for the birds. It's a different, it's a different story for you. You have a child, so you want to have a little area for them to run around and do activities and stuff like that. I actually have a pretty decent backyard. I don't, I never go out in it. I go right. out in it to cut the lawn. It's not like I'm sitting out in my backyard. Right. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, it's I, all the way I like your back. Thing. Your backyard's cool. You got a nice size backyard. Um, yeah, I put in a nice privacy fence, and again, you could, I could do lots of activities back there, but I don't. My mom was FaceTiming you from J Bones backyard. That thing's massive. That thing's. Yeah, I haven't been to J Bones. That's our, that's our uncle who's actually in the documentary. We haven't I haven't been to his new. Play. This guy moves every other weekend, so I haven't been over there in a while. No, his new backyard's huge. New um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've had you know our our first place that we moved out here in the suburbs outside of Chicago. It was like a, like an acre of grass. It took me three hours to cut the grass. I'm like, I'm not doing that ever again. So, mm. um, it's rough. But yeah, so that's kind of the the vibes uh, we're going for. I'm not trying to disparage anybody or whatever. I'm just being honest with people. I felt oh, I haven't like gotten that vibe from you at all. I don't. No, know. I know. I'm you just know. saying, like, you know, me saying I don't believe this person or believe that person doesn't mean I don't believe anything. It just means that I have more faith in ideas than I do people sometimes. So, Yeah, it's good to be skeptical. In, in the climate in, in today's world, it's like you got to question everything. Um, But there's people that get pissed off that you question things. So what's what's going on here? Again, like... Well, the only I mean, way you're the only way we're gonna grow is science. Scientists, like, nothing's uh, changed. I guess I'm gonna focus more on the experience aspects of it because that's like what I can draw. From. Like, I've had you know weird orb and UFO experiences. I've had crazy psychedelic experiences. I've had, um, you know, meditation experiences, lucid dream. You know, like we can draw from all these things. You know, but one thing I don't care to do is recycle and rehash other people's you know, stories and research, like, you know, in terms of, like, I don't want to be like, oh, this person saw this UFO this week, and this person just came out, you know, it's just like, I'm not reporting the news on fringe stuff anymore, I'm just, we're gonna actually get our hands dirty here and see what's what. Watch out, folks. Um, Watch out. But I'm just saying that it's like, well, okay, so here's, <laughs> here we come. And I know I've spoken highly of the show, and I will again. Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, um, ep- or season three, episode one. He goes back over five meo DMT and Bufo and the, the the origins of it. So initially, he did a, a show earlier in one of the seasons where. Um, he, he gave credit to this guy, Al Savinelli, for being the first person. He says that he touched a toad and then touched a cigarette and smoked it and had a 5-MEO. And um, he found out that that dude was lying, and it actually came from this dude, Ken Nelson, from Denton, Texas, who, like, um, hollowed out all these, like, empty missile silos and created all these labs and all sorts of crazy shit. So... But he went back through and, like, found all these things that he got wrong through the first two seasons. And, like, that's the person I want to be is, like, oh, I got this wrong. I want to I want to fix this. I, you know, we know this now. Oh, we or, can fix know. our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, Let's do it. But I just, I feel like that's integrity right there. That's somebody that's, like, and I like what he does. He puts a lot of time and research. He under, he's trying to understand what he's talking about to the fullest degree. And those are the people I want to be surrounded with. Those are the people I want to talk with. I don't, I don't care about speculation anymore. I've speculated enough. I want to know what's what. Um, and, you know, anybody that wants to speculate, that's cool. I have no problem with that. But 
I mean, I'm beyond speculation at this point. It's it's time to actually get down to the nitty gritty. So I mean, when you when you fully embrace humility, and I've done it being in the creative realm for a long time now, the idea. The best idea is the one that you should use. You shouldn't have ego attached to anything. If I say something and it's not the best and somebody else offers it, a lot of people will be like, no, we got to use my idea. It's like whatever. And I'm reading this Rick Rubin book. I'm actually reading it again. It's it's phenomenal. And it's just a general idea. It's not even about music or movies or anything. It's just about a general book on how to be creative. And it's how he is creative. And I think that's what people will connect with the most. We're not sitting here saying this is right, this is wrong. We're just saying this is the experience that we have and this is the knowledge that we possess. When you start telling people to believe one thing or another, it turns them off immediately. So when you if you're if you're trying to teach people stuff or whatever you're trying to do, you just say, This is what I did. And if you're successful at it, people will go, okay, well, if that's the way he did it, then he must be, he must know something that he's talking about. But that's why I like that book so much. He's like, this is, he's not saying this is the only possible way to do something. He's, he's like, this is the way that I did it. And obviously the guy has been successful because he's made multiple, multiple albums. And it's crazy because he doesn't even really know that much about music. He just knows how to, he has a process of being creative and again, the underlying theme of the whole book is the idea needs to be the top priority, not the ego. So right, right. If, a, if, if you're sitting in a boardroom and you can't figure out the idea and, and the janitor walks in and he comes up with the best idea, a lot of these scientist types or these big wig types, they'll neglect that idea because it's not coming from the right person. But he's all about if the idea is the best it doesn't matter where it comes from. That's the idea that we're going with it. But it's easy. It's it's very simple, but it's very hard to, to execute because a lot of people, again, especially with art, I'll go into the studio with a song idea and I understand that the guys I'm working with, are their, music, their musician level is way above mine. They don't know what, you know, they didn't write the song, but at the same time, they know melody, they know instruments and all that kind of stuff. So if they say something, I'm going to listen to it. It might not be the idea that we use, but I'm still going to take notice and, and weigh that option and really take, you know, uh, really take it to heart. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't like to work, work that way. It's, it's, it's not that easy to put your ego aside and just kind of let the best idea come, come out. But I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it comes back to that thing we were talking about earlier where <clears throat> this idea that you're constantly compromising what you truly think or believe um, to appease other people or do what they think you should do or whatever. And I think that that plays into creativity too. I think there's a lot of people that will make things for other people and not true to whatever their vision is or whatever they're trying to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I never, we, we play music. I never wanted to write a song because I think people would just love the song. I wanted to create, like, what I thought was a great song, you know? And then if people resonate with that, awesome, you know? So I think that, I think that's kind of speaking to what you're saying, too, is just like, it's not easy to be creative, but when you do creative things, I think it's important that, 
um, you're being true to yourself and like what you're trying to do. Yeah, because uh, I've seen a lot of people ruin their artistic endeavor because they're trying to skew their view. If you look at all the greats, and uh, again, not to not to jump back on this, but they, in that book, that Rick Rubin book, he talks about it all the time. Is people that are doing groundbreaking stuff are a lot of the time looked at as very strange. And, it, you know, I, I it, it happened with a lot of the music that I listened to. First time I heard Fish, I hated them. First time I heard Grateful Dead, I hated them. First time I heard Ween, didn't like them, Radiohead, all these bands, because the music is so unique and so different from the stuff that I was listening to at the time. First time I heard it, I just didn't understand it. But the more I heard it, the more I started to understand it, and the more I saw how great that that stuff is and that's the same thing with any idea it's like when people come out with these out of the box ideas which we love so much and the movies that i watch are some people might think they're very strange but i like the stuff that's groundbreaking and very unique and different and the stuff that people have never seen before that's well that's the stuff that i like and obviously you know in rick's career look at the albums that he was, that he's, but that he's worked on are all kind of like that. It's like, I don't know. There's no, there's no, no fun it. No, in, in the mundane like, kind of thing. You know? Well, okay. So like, here's an example, you know, Shyamalan. Ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> the last three, you know, the Shyamalan twist is famous, right? There's always some twist. You don't know what's, you know, right. I love to throw something too, man. Yeah, so and when they so work, it's, it's golden. They don't work for him. They worked for the first couple or a few for him. <laughs> I ask, ask my wife, I guess the last three movies, I guess the old one where the people grew I you watched know, that. I saw the, that. The be- people on the beach. I guess that. Yeah, I watched that. I guess that. I guessed, um, uh, what's this, um, uh, not Third. the, I, no, no, that one actually, I didn't think that one was bad. Where the guy's got like multiple personalities, I didn't think that it was like too much of like a twist per se. But well, it was a twist that it was part of the the universe of the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of the other of the movie. I um, like that movie Glass. I think his Split. best movie is actually Signs. That's my favorite. Signs show. is good, and so is The Sixth Sense. I I, I think Unbreakable is the best one. Um, and That's then phenomenal. oh the, the the new is. Yeah, the new the new one knock about at the cabin. knock at the cabin. I guess that. I yeah. guess that. So it's like, and I won't tell you what well, they don't are. Ruin it, yeah, 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 yeah. I won't ruin. Are but, they but, real or are they just people angry? No, no, no. It's that's <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh, I, already, I already watched the. Uh, oh, you, of the okay. Movie. I'm um, not gonna see it. And then you see weird stuff. What was that one I told you to watch about the aliens with Jesse Eisenberg and? Um, Remember that was a oh, weird yeah. movie, and then the, yeah. the 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 story behind that is somebody wrote a short story in like England about like the green something, and it's this like really interesting weird take on like aliens and suburbia and stuff like that. And I actually yeah, that movie's pretty good. I wouldn't be like, oh, I gotta watch that movie, again. but yeah, but it was weird and it was original and stuff like that. So it's like stuff like that really speaks to me. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, man, I just think that, um, you're doing what you're doing, which is great because you're living your dream. You're also, um, very regimented and, and very business-like about it, which is good too. I think that you have to be perfect. Like if you're going to do your passion or whatever, you also have to be professional about it. You can't just be, you know, unless you're some sort of like, 
Oh, the business side is the is yeah. more of the side that, that that that's important. It's like eighty percent business and twenty percent right. of the actual, the work. But I I always want to go outside the box, especially with these wedding videos. It's like, but then I have to re, I have to pull myself back and be like, I'm not making this video for myself. And if I go and make some crazy wedding video, these people are gonna go, this is not what we want. Like, they want that classic wedding look but i've been tempted a couple times to go outside the box maybe one time i'll do it because i can always fix it this guy this guy edits it to the <laughs> the red wedding at the end yeah, of- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um that's funny but no man i mean no, look. we'll do it in our own we'll do it with our own endeavors because like, yeah. like i said i i think uh this podcast this whole channel has been a great eye-opener it's been a great way to kind of get the ideas out there and form relationships with lots and lots of different people. But I think this is all leading, especially because, I mean, you're obviously the main driving force behind this. You're running the show. You're getting the guests and everything. And I've been off on the side kind of honing my skills as a filmmaker and storyteller and stuff. So I think that the the natural progression for both of us is to put our hands together and, and go down these documentary type type paths and uh yeah. We're just we're very excited about the the one that we made with the restrictions that we had. I think we did a great job and we're very pumped up to to t- to tackle a new uh a new one here and the fact that you're coming home maybe we can maybe that'll help us do more um in some way. I don't know how, but No, I mean uh, I have a few ideas already. Um like shorter pieces too and like maybe we can make video some video content too for the channel and stuff like that. So um, you know, stuff to talk about like mental health, psychedelics, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's just so many, I'm excited about the future, which I haven't been for this podcast for a while. Um, not that I had, you know, like hated doing it or anything, but it's just like, I think this will be a good little hiatus that leads into something bigger, a new branch off, um, you know, and and the goal was to just keep learning and growing with our listeners, and that's kind of what we're doing. And um, like I said, I just wanted to be honest with everybody because, and that doesn't mean you can't like certain people or whatever. If if you've heard me talk shit about somebody or in the future I talk, to, it doesn't mean you, you. I think less of somebody that does like that person. It just this is where I'm at on my journey, kind of a thing. If that makes sense. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and I'm it, pumped up and ready to go and obviously we've had other things that have taken a lot of our time but you know we're gonna do our best to keep this train rolling baby maybe you'll see a mind escape album sometime in the future too that's also a possibility it'll just be people humming (laughs) it'll be a a vocal jam the entire one track vocal jam 40 (laughs) minutes um yeah baby let's go (laughs) um so yeah, that's just that's where it is. I, I didn't want to take up too much of everybody's time. I just wanted to let everybody know where I'm at, where the show's at, uh, where Maurice is at. Maurice is going to continue doing the show too. I I assume it'll be, you know, he's very busy. So if anybody's got any uh, advertising needs in the Detroit area, um, contact Maurice yeah. through his Instagram page because he is out there on fire, folks. Hey, let's go. Your latest commercial with uh, Jimbo Detroit. Um, 
that Raptor commercial. This guy turned a, a Raptor <laughs> truck commercial into a Jurassic <laughs> yeah, Park commercial. A time, it's man. actually a fucking great commercial, I, I have to say. I actually that really was a, that it. was a great time. And again, that's uh that's kind of what we're trying to 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 model our our business on is yes, we can come in and film and make the videos for you, but if you want to kind of have a brain such like a just a brainstorming session, we'll come up with ideas and if you want to do them yourself, that's totally fine, but I love being creative and I love kind of marketing. I again, I kind of I'm bummed that I didn't really take it more seriously and maybe go and get a degree in it, but this is my degree now and there you uh, go. marketing baby. It's just, it's fun to work with certain people that, you know, kind of trust you. And obviously with me and my friend, we've been doing comedic, you know, comedy skits and stuff like that. So we, we really know each other. We know, he knows that I know his voice and he trusts me as a director and we're going to be making some more stuff for Ford. So hopefully that pans out and, uh, we get some more work from the, from the Ford boys over there. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Nice. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I, I again I thought that that was excellent. Have you ever seen that show Detroiters? No. Oh, you gotta watch that, dude. It's about these What's that on? Uh it was on Comedy Central, I think, a long time ago. But it's these two dudes who are ad they make ads for local Detroit companies. And dude, it might be nice. one of the funnier shows I've seen in the last ten years. I recommend definitely checking it out. It's all about Detroit too, which is cool. So. That's sweet. Yeah, I'll try and check it out. I don't have access to the. I'm sure you can find uh, it online or something. So, it might be on one of the streaming platforms. If anybody knows if that show Detroiters is on any streaming platforms, leave a comment. Um. But yeah, so look for the documentary to possibly hit our YouTube channel, uh, a more revised version sometime maybe early July uh, after the film festival. Um, if something changes with that, obviously we'll keep everybody um, abreast. And, and you've been fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. I think we're going to actually start incorporating a little bit more comedy into the whole thing too because yeah. we started – just going off the walls and then I should post that first commercial we made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had it right now, I'd play it on the thing. Um, but again, it's like you get nervous because you don't know. First of all, we were very new to the game. We didn't know what people were gonna think, so we didn't want right. to. We didn't want to. We didn't want to go outside the box. But right. this is what Ruben's talking about. You got to just do it because you might you might fail and might, people might think you're the weirdest people ever. But. Uh, Sooner or later, you, you they'll they'll find that that's the true voice, and I think people will like it. If you're true to your art, then it'll it'll work out for you, I believe. There you go. And there it is. Well, let's end on that beautiful note. Um, I will play the documentary trailer as we leave. Again, we love everybody. I we won't be back until maybe. Uh, the end of july early august um if you want though we have 279 other episodes in the past so uh maybe you haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes maybe you just started listening to the earlier episodes i actually recommend between 150 and 270 is probably some of our best shit or check out um, the first couple, baby, and see what you think. <laughs> might scare you. Yeah, it might scare you off. Um, no, <laughs> but for real, um, 
we've got tons of content. And if you're listening on an audio platform, check out our YouTube channel. We do all of our episodes live, but we also have videos on there that were never on anything else. So you can check those out. Um, and if you're listening on an audio or if you're uh, watching on our YouTube and part of our YouTube community, please check out our audio platforms. We do have video episodes on Spotify, um, and we're on all audio platforms, but, uh, you know, again, I just want to say, I, I love everybody. Thank you to all of our Patreon members, everybody that I've given a shout out to for purchasing the documentary, um, all of our friends and family and everybody that supported us, uh, shout out to my wife and my son who've been very supportive of my creative endeavors. And, uh, yeah, I just think that this is all going to be a new, a new, uh, day for mind escape. And I'm looking forward to it and big changes in life and big changes in philosophy and big changes in everything. So, but, uh, Again, you want to say anything before we get out of here? Are you good? No, I think that was very well worded, and uh, let's rock and roll, baby. All right, and if you want to support Mind Escape, the best way to do it is just to click on the link tree link down below. We have all of our links on there from donations to Spotify's to whatever the hell we've got on there. We've got a million merch. We've got tons of stuff on there, so... We love everybody. Stay safe out there. Here's the trailer for our documentary. Go check it out and look for it possibly on YouTube in early July. Peace. Peace. I don't have to believe. Something's here. There's no question about that. They are not just from this planet, but based on the characteristics they're most often described having, that they're simply us from the future. It was um, the biggest aircraft I've ever seen in my entire life. It was semi-translucent, it seemed. We see four orange orbs flying one after another, basically in formation. Um, I think in a way, you know, you could call a UFO a flying dream. Out of the cornfield, that seven-foot-tall, gray, menacing, communion-looking alien, or whatever you want to call it. Because it can be a multitude of things, of deities, of godlike creatures, of aliens. The reality that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis seems to be this very, very thin slice of something far larger and far more complex. As within, so without. From UFOs to DMT.